0: this morning is from 2 Timothy chapter 3 starting at verse 10. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 10. A final charge to Timothy. You however know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, because you know those from whom you learnt it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through, life, through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Erica. If you've got your Bibles there, keep them open. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I just felt like a school teacher then. That was great. You were very good. Um, at least you didn't say Mr. Hales or something. Uh, when Paul was, uh, Paul, John was talking earlier about Cassie, you know, she's seeing all these things. She's going to get all these wonderful insights into the context for you know important parts of the scriptures she had told me john before she left that she wanted to catch up because she's got all these ideas for our preaching (laughs) she's going to be so dangerous (laughs) you know it's it's just so lovely isn't it seeing someone grow in that kind of passion and uh, desire to learn like that so we're all behind her there Uh, but anyway here we are now and What are we up to? This Today, this is the fourth in our series of seven fundamentals of faith. uh, Things that don't change in a world where so many things do change. Not that change is bad, but it's good that we've got these these things that we can rely on in God. And uh, actually, I say that noting that the remaining three in this series, and if we can just go to the next slide... um, the remaining three await a future, a future time because we're about to launch into John's Gospel. So you've got to look forward to... You won't know for many weeks how to talk to God. <laughs> you won't know anything about meeting with God's family or meeting the world. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait. For that. I mean, most of these are things that, if you've been a Christian for a while, we know these things, don't we? But I find it refreshing, and hopefully you do too, And just reassuring to go back and just revisit them and remember, you know, these things that are so fundamental for us. Uh, Now, so far, we have looked at saved by God and, uh, you know, this idea that we are saved through grace alone, through what God has done through Jesus alone. So we can be confident in our faith because it's got nothing to do with how good we are. It's got everything to do with God and his gracious love for us in Jesus. Saved by God. And then we looked at, Trusting in God. How then, in terms of our salvation, the only thing we really bring to all of this is our faith. The fact that we put our trust in Him. We realise that we need to be saved and we are willing and we have, God softens our hearts so that we are willing to receive that gift that He gives us. Saved uh, by faith, saved by God, trusting in God, living God's way. Uh, you might remember last week and John reminded us that... Um, You know we don't do good things to earn our salvation right it's all about what god's done but in response to his gracious love of course we're going to want to live his way the way he's made us to live and uh, so that's um, where that comes in today it's listening to god so if we're in this relationship with the god of the universe if we're in a relationship with anyone we're going to want to i mean communication is at the heart of a relationship right how do we listen to the God of the universe? Uh, it's a good question, isn't it? How do we listen to God? Um, years ago, uh, when we were at Bible College, um, unlike the young Cassandra Wilson, who is there now, uh, we were there, and Erica was in a small discussion group. We were living on site, and she was able to participate in different things, studied some subjects... She was in this small group with a young man um, who was training to be a pastor. Now, this young man had grown up in an Islamic country and uh, he had attended an Islamic school. So we didn't have a lot of opportunity to hear about Jesus. Uh, but somehow, through a dream or through some clear sense of God speaking to him, he, he somehow, he knew he needed to pursue Jesus. God spoke to him that way. And what do you know, here he was, however many years later, uh, studying at Morling. And uh, when I was pastoring in Sydney and there was a significant Iranian community, Persian community near us, there were lots of stories like that. From the Persians, and it just seems that God, God has been speaking that way uh, to to Persian people, particularly. Um, now, does God speak through dreams? Sure, sure. Uh, if I think about my own experience, I can't probably put my finger on a clear. Example where I've experienced that, uh, but certainly we can find things like that in the Bible. Um, but it—it it just this is to start us thinking: how how do we hear? How do you hear God speaking to you? Right? Dreams is a possible way. Um, but how else? Uh, did someone say something? Yes? Oh, someone's holding up a Bible. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, but God does speak to us in lots of different ways Uh, dreams is one what about prayer and we're going to come to prayer aren't we spoiler alert when we're talking to God right but isn't it when we're praying that we often have a strong sense of God kind of challenging us or encouraging us can't that happen especially if we stop talking for a while in our prayer and take a kind of listening posture Uh, prayer is one way another way what about through creation can God speak to us through creation I think about Psalm 19 we'll come back to that in a minute but I mean God reveals himself through creation and uh, some people particularly have a strong sense of God's presence when they get out there and into the bush or up into the mountains or by the sea you know God reveals himself God speaks in all kinds what about What about through the experiences of life? Does God speak to us through the experiences of life? Through the ups and downs? Through the joys and through the struggles? I mean sometimes when times are tough God can seem quite distant, can't he? But then for others of us it's actually in the tough times and just maybe it's the same person but in different times. Sometimes it's in the tough times when we hear God speaking most clearly. God speaks in all kinds of ways through the experiences of life. What about through others? Does God speak to us through others? Sure does. Sure does. God can speak in all kinds of ways. He is a God who chooses to reveal himself to people. And all of these ways we've been talking about, they are important. And we find examples in Scripture of the different ways. God reveals himself, God speaks. But, and thank you, was that, who was holding up their Bible? It was Lewis, wasn't it? But the most important way that we hear God speak to us today is through the Bible. If we want to hear God speak, we will be a people who are committed to reading and wrestling with and studying and letting shape us That sentence isn't quite working now, but the Bible, right? That's what we'll be doing. And that's the key point. Um, That is the key point in this short passage that we read today, especially uh, verses 15 and 16 from 2 Timothy 3. Now, this passage is a well-known passage, and it's well-known because of what it teaches us about the Scriptures, about the nature of the Scriptures and about what they do. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at today. Look at it again with me now. He says here, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, You have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. Now, when Paul we understand, don't we? When Paul encourages Timothy to continue in what he's learned from the Holy Scriptures, he's talking about word, the words of God written down, the Holy Scriptures. Now, Timothy obviously didn't have the New Testament as we have it today, did he? It's still being written. Right? This letter that Paul wrote to him became part of the New Testament. Right, So... What Paul is actually talking about here is what we would call today the Old Testament. Uh, But of course what he says here about the Old Testament would apply to the whole Bible as we have it now. So we'll touch on that again soon. But what do we learn then? Let's tackle these two questions. What do we learn then from these couple of verses about the nature of the scriptures what do they tell us about the bible well first they're described as holy scriptures there's a word for you holy they're described as holy scriptures because they come from and they reveal the holy god so in some sense just like god they are special and they are set apart they're not god The scriptures aren't God, but all scripture is, what does it say? God-breathed. It is God-breathed. Now think about that one for a bit. Have you ever, it's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Have you ever thought much about what it means for scripture to be God-breathed? To be God-breathed. What happens... When you speak, you're breathing out as you speak, are you you not? We speak, we breathe out our words. In Scripture, there is a sense in which God breathes out these words, right? It's a way of saying God is speaking these words that that we find in, in, in the Scriptures, in our Bible. Even though they've been written down by very human authors, these are his words now that would make them pretty special I think they are the words of God God breathed so there's they're holy they're God breathed how much of scripture is God breathed what does it say up there well, all of it right is God only speaking when the Bible requires a direct command from God or when it's specifically quoting something that God said or that Jesus said or can we just exclude or not treat very importantly the bits that might be a bit we may not like them the bit strange what's it say it says all scripture is God breathed which is really really significant I'm sure you agree but even as I say this, I want to I I I say we want to be very clear on what that doesn't mean. Because one thing that doesn't mean is that even though all scripture is God breathed, is the word of God, it doesn't mean that we would want to interpret all scripture in exactly the same way. Because the Bible of course and anyone who's read the Bible knows, it's made up of all different kinds of all different kinds of genres or styles of writing, isn't it? All different, all different kinds. And we need to respect those differences. right? We need to read the Scriptures on their own terms, not through some kind of contemporary Australian lens. And sometimes reading the Scriptures on their own terms isn't completely straightforward. It can be a little bit difficult, given that they were written some 2,000-plus years ago in a completely different uh, cultural context and in genres or styles that some of them aren't familiar to us at all. Think about Revelation. Think about some of the prophecy. I mean, we don't read a lot of kind of prophecy today. It's a different kind of genre. Think about the creation narrative. Think even, think some of Paul's letters in the New Testament, you know, they're letters, maybe they're more familiar to us. Well, in some ways they are, but even those letters have particular kind of elements to them that are a bit different to the way we would write a letter today. And uh, Cassie's probably going to come back all kind of charged up with good understanding about some of the context and, you know, the style in some of those letters to people in some of those places she's visited. But, you know, it would be wrong, for example, to read all of the Bible like a contemporary science textbook, which I think we can do to our detriment in some parts of the Bible. Because that's not what it is. It's all these different genres. So, um, we need to apply ourselves to the task. And it can be a bit tricky it can take it will take effort uh, but the reason it is absolutely worth making this effort is because all scripture is God breathed these are the words of God so it's worth it now we keep going and if you are thoughtful and I'm sure some of you are doing this right now you are thinking to yourself. If the Bible is God-breathed, then what part do the human authors? How does that work? Right? Were they kind of like, does that mean they were kind of just like robots, just writing down what God kind of guided them to write? Well, here's the thing. If you kind of read the Word of God, there is no suggestion at all that the human authors are anything but the genuine authors of different parts of the Bible. Somehow, the Bible contains the words of those completely human authors as well as being God's word to us. Now, how does that work? I don't know. And maybe you can come and you can explain to me how that kind of works. But you know what? I reckon that's often when we get ourselves in strife. When we try to over, try to untangle some of these things that go together in ways that really are beyond us. You know, we as humans, we like to kind of over-package and over-systematize some of these things. I don't really know. I can say this is... And if you think about it, isn't this how God often operates? Think about think about how God works through his people today. We are not like robots, are we? Are we? Do we just do what God are we perfectly obedient? You might be. I'm not. And yet somehow what does the Bible tell us, mysteriously and amazingly, we are the body of Christ. We are the presence of God. We are how he works in his world today. How's that work? Don't really know. But this is the mystery. God does this. Um, I And I think it's the same way with the scriptures. I, I do believe, and I think we can be confident that the Holy Spirit has something to do with how it all works when it comes to, like, the scriptures. But... Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 20 to 21 gives us a little kind of glimpse into this. We read above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things for prophecy never had its origin in in the human will but prophets though human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So there's a little insight there. The ultimate author, the ultimate author of the Bible is God. He is behind it. He is in it. And we experience and know him through it. The Bible. Okay. So that, that, that gives us, that, that was our first kind of idea or question. What do these verses teach us about the nature of the scriptures? So there's something there. Let's go on to the next one. And the next one is what do, what do these verses teach us about what the scriptures do? Okay, the nature of the Scripture. Now what do they do? And the first thing that they do is they make us wise for salvation. That's what it says, isn't it? Wise for salvation through faith in Christ. Um, They lead us into faith in Jesus. They give us the wisdom or they help us understand why we would put our faith in Jesus and what that means. Now, already in this series, we've been reminded that faith is the only thing that we bring. The only thing required of us for salvation is to put our trust in God, right? Because it is by grace that we're saved. It's all about what he's done through Jesus, right? All we need to do is place our trust in him, right? The scriptures then, the scriptures, as the very words of God, they are powerful to lead us into that faith in Jesus. In fact, in their fullness, the the whole kind of biblical story is the story of how God's loving purposes are fulfilled in Jesus. That's that's what the Bible is, the story of God's loving purposes fulfilled in Jesus. So the Old Testament, the Old Testament points towards Jesus. It shows us why we need to be saved and it gives us insight into into how God's going to save by his grace despite the sinfulness of his people and there's all those images of like the servant and the king and so on so the fact that we need salvation and how will be saved that's what the old testament does and like we said earlier it's important to understand that that old testament was Paul's main point of reference when he he tells Timothy here that the Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He's talking about those Old Testaments that point towards him. The New Testament then comes along and it shows us how God's loving, saving purposes are fulfilled in Jesus. Okay? Um, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways but in these last days he's spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. So the most important thing that the scriptures do is reveal Christ the one through whom God so fully and completely revealed himself and so they call us to faith in him. That's what the Scriptures do. They make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The other thing that Scriptures do, they make us wise for salvation in faith, they call us to faith in Jesus, right? The other thing they do is they show us how to live as the people of God, as people who've been saved through faith in Christ Jesus. It is useful, Paul says, if we go to the next slide, it is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and for training in righteousness and if we would go to the next verse 17 so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work now we've already made it super clear haven't we that that living God's way is a response to our salvation not a way of earning it right but it's something we're desperately going to want to do if we're if, we're, if, if we know His grace. So the Bible is really important because it helps us in this. It helps us to do this. It leads us into faith, but it also helps us to live out our faith. That's what it does. It's a comprehensive guide for living in the truth, for knowing and for following Jesus. As we study the Scriptures and as we share them together, they are powerful to transform how we live. They change what we do. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You would know this one. For the word of God, it is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's what the word of God does. That's what the scriptures do. Okay, I mentioned Psalm nineteen earlier. Are you familiar with Psalm nineteen? If you'll probably remember when I I stuck it here, but it, it's that psalm that starts by celebrating how God reveals Himself to us through creation, right? So the verse one there, the heavens declare the glory of God. This is God speaking through creation, right? And it continues on there, uh, but then. After doing this for a little while, this, the psalmist here moves on, this psalm moves on to a beautiful celebration of how God reveals himself through his words. Right? Verse 7, The law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. Right? His words make wise the simple. They bring joy to heart and light to the eyes. And verse 10, They are more precious than, than gold the words of god are more precious than gold they're much pure gold they are sweeter than honey matt sweeter than honey than honey from the honey name. now if you want to listen to god you might want to be sensitive to him in all kinds of ways but the most important way that you can listen to god and do it in a way that you can be confident that what you're hearing actually is his word and not something else, is you need to immerse yourself in, you need to study, you need to wrestle with, you need to love the Bible. Right? What a wonderful gift the Bible is, that we can know the God of the universe. Thank God that he's revealed himself in that way. Just about finished, however, I cannot finish a message like this without saying that as amazing as all that is, and we can go out, we can go out with goose pumps thinking about how amazing the Bible is. But anybody who has tried to read the Bible regularly knows that it's not always that easy, right? Now, some of you might be good at, you know, reading lots of the Bible all the time and thinking about it, but there could be one or two here this morning that struggle a bit sometimes, right? Um, Actually, most of us would. It isn't always easy. What are, I mean, some bits are hard to understand, right? They are, and then sometimes people have different interpretations of things, so it can be confusing. And then there's just the reality of life, isn't there? It's bit, life is big, gets busy. It's easy to get distracted. So look, I mean. This isn't in the passage here. This is just me thinking of three simple suggestions to help us actually read our Bibles, okay? You can talk about your own and tell me some of your own suggestions. There's nothing magic about these. I just thought I'd leave them with you. This is, these are things I've found helpful. The first one is rhythms and regularity, trying to make a habit around it. It really does help. I was talking with someone recently about what are the things that really do you think... Explain how you're still a Christian after all these years and seeking to follow Him. It's been that regular, quiet time with God. Going to church, absolutely, all those things, but taking on a habit. And now I don't know what's, what would work for you. I can't tell you. Um, I find mornings good. Um, I like to do it before I get distracted or before, you know, other things clutter up my day and it helps me kind of think about God's things as I go into the day, right? I knew somebody once who loved food and they were struggling to read their Bible and he decided he wasn't going to have his brekkie, his physical food, until he'd had his spiritual food and so he got much better at reading the Bible after that. Um, Some people prefer evenings, uh, whatever, you know. um, But... Trying to build a habit out of it. That's my first tip. Okay? Next suggestion, if you want to be good at this, seems like a bit of a contradiction of what I just said, but it's not. But it's that variety is also good. Mix it up a bit. You know? Some people love those little Bible reading notes like uh, uh, Daily Bread or things from Scripture Union. They could be useful. I'd encourage you to, even if you do like that, try a different one. But I mean, I'm not telling you what to do. There's just suggestions. I find it helpful to mix it up. These days with things like you Bible, which is an app you can get on your phone, UVersion you Bible, there are so many different Bible reading plans and things in there. You can read them, you can listen to them. Right? I'm I'm working through the Bible in a year at the moment. Uh that the a group called the bible project have put together and they do all these cool little videos so you can watch a little five minute video and then you read the passages actually i listen to them um last year i did that alpha one you know and i know a couple of you have done that with Nicky he does a year i mean i just do different things is what i suggest keep it fresh um sometimes use commentaries maybe sometimes take a more reflective approach maybe sometimes listen as you walk maybe sometimes sit down and write things you know some people will find different things more helpful than others but i find keeping it fresh very helpful mixing it up a bit okay rhythms and regularity variety and the other one is help each other this is my other tip if you want to read the bible and really get into it. You know as the church here as so we're going, going through this visioning process we've identified the Bible. I mean every church, every Christian church is going to have this as a key value. We've said this is one of our four core values. Right? If someone wants to know what we at Lismore Baptist Church are about, you're going to notice that we're about the Bible here, right? And that means, we. yes we're going to study the Bible, we're going to have sermons out of the Bible and in our Bible study groups but it also means that we're going to be talking about the bible as we just share together as we make decisions in our lives but also together we're going to be looking back to god's word for guidance Um, we're going to be encouraging each other from the bible we're going to be maybe even rebuking each other humbly from the bible Uh, all of that we're going to do all of that but then the other thing we can do is if we have someone we trust we can say hey can you just keep tabs you know maybe ask me every now and then how my bible reading's going if we give permission to people that we trust to do things like that I that can make quite a big difference if I know i've got to expl- explain to someone you might even get together once a fortnight for a cuppa to say what's god been saying to you um through his word you know maybe what have you felt he's wanted you to do differently because of what you've been learning you can have that kind of a conversation it's going to make all the difference let me tell you that okay i'm just going to finish it with that um I'm going to close in prayer but before I do I'm going to just give you a moment of quiet prayer and I'd like you to reflect on what is one thing just one out of all of the options that you can do this week not in a month, this week to maybe just get a little bit better at reading the Bible. How about that? I'll give you a moment to reflect with God about that and then I'll close in prayer. You might even want to tell a friend what it is that you've come up with before you leave this morning that'll help you Uh, okay take a moment then i'll pray heavenly father even as we use that way of referring to you, heavenly father we realize that you are not distant but you are a god who's chosen through history in all kinds of ways but then especially through Jesus revealed to us through your word, you're a God who's chosen to reveal yourself to us. You're a God who wants to be known by us. And Lord, we thank you for the wonderful gift of your word in the scriptures, and we pray that we would be people, help us to be people by your spirit who love your word and who are willing to invest ourselves in knowing knowing you more through your word. Help us to read it regularly. Help us to be willing to do the hard yards of trying to understand it well. And then not just understand, but letting it shape how we live. Lord, we want to know and love you more. We want to live into being your people more and more. And uh, this gift of your word, we are thankful for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs)